0: What's going on everybody welcome back to the beer battered sports podcast the podcast created for sports fans by sports fans because we believe we are the most qualified to talk about our favorite teams. I'm your co host Isaac and I'm Kylie and I'm Calvin and joining us today for the third time officially the third time it's (laughs) Eric from Colts coverage how you doing Eric
1: pretty good how about you.
0: We're doing pretty good too. Uh, he's joining us today to talk about the Colts and all the drama that went down with them and why, because of something Calvin said the last podcast. He will no longer be watching football. I kept receipts, Calvin. <laughs> um, before we jump into this, just want to say first up, go get your guys, you guys, some BBS Sports merch. Uh, you can go to our link tree. The link is on our Twitter page. Uh, we got a bunch of merch for you guys. One brand, of, one line of shirts so far, but more is coming. Don't worry. Um, also want to give a big shout out to Fired Up Sports, our network. Uh, They do great stuff. We love them. We're proud to be a part of them. And uh, yeah, so let's dive into today's episode. We got a good episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking all about NFL Week 10 as long uh, as – and there I go getting tongue-tied. Uh, we're going to talk – yeah, of <laughs> course. Uh, we're going to talk about Week 10 of the NFL along with some other news the start of the MLB Free Agency. But we're going to start with our guest – we're going to start by talking about the Colts because last week when we were doing our predictions we all pretty much said that Jeff Saturday becoming head coach, what's up Mike? Jeff Saturday becoming head coach of the Colts was a terrible idea and that the Raiders were going to wipe the floor with them. Well, at least two <laughs> of us said that. And one of us said uh, and I kept receipts, one of us said and I quote, if the Ra- if the Colts beat the Raiders, I will stop watching football. <laughs> Well, two things happened. One, the, the the Colts somehow beat the Raiders, and secondly, Calvin, you have to stop watching football now. Ah,
2: no problem. It's, it's very- <laughs> I'm sick of it.
0: <laughs> so, Eric, I got my my main question is this: like, how did this happen? Are the what's going on with the Colts?
1: Um. Well, what's going on with the Colts? I don't think anyone can accurately just put a single finger on what's going on with the Colts. <laughs> right. This season, it's a whirlwind. Every, every single week, it's something new with this team, New a new headline on what's going wrong. Frank Reich, you know, got the boot last week. Everyone thought, okay, well, who's going to be the interim? We thought we'd promote within Jim Ursay decided, you know what? Screw it. We're going with Jeff Saturday, my ring of honor center. And I think the NFL reacted accordingly. I think, <laughs> I think everyone reacted accordingly. Everyone was like, this is not going to work. Myself included, I had doubts. I was like, oh, we're tanking. Okay, that, that, that's actually happening. This is the suck for luck again.
3: I think we because all thought There's no
1: that. Andrew Luck. That There's no Andrew Luck in this draft. It just sucked for someone. But, you know, Jeff Saturday had other had other plans. He, yeah. First off, he went back to Matt Ryan, which was the best decision he could have made. There was no reason that Sam Ellinger should have been named starter in the first place. Matt Ryan was hurt for the two weeks that he was benched, per se. But to publicly bench him and put Sam Ellinger as QB1, that wasn't the right move in my opinion. Jim Say overstepped there. But he's corrected himself. He's allowing Jeff Saturday to make the moves that he deems necessary for this team now. And, you know, we went out and got the win against the Raiders, who despite now everyone's backtracking saying, hey, they're 2-7. and seven. The Colts should have won that game when everyone beforehand was like, "Oh, it'll be fifty to nothing by the third quarter." So right, yeah, you know, give Jeff Saturday some props. He he pulled the team together when everything was going up in smoke. All the all the players were reeling from the uh, dismissal of Frank Reich, and that hurt a lot of players because a lot of them had been there with Frank the entirety. Of their Colts career, yeah, and so that really stung them. The locker room quotes were wild coming out this week. Just the players stunned, and all this mess, and it, and then you had that really messy press conference on top of it. That was just, oh yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to be a Colts fan. I was like, <laughs> this is a train wreck, and we we're getting clowned on by every single individual that knows a lick of the NFL. and Honestly, I thought we deserved it a bit, but then we went out and just already got to work and we got the dub, so that it, makes it this week much more interesting.
0: It did seem as if the Colts' offense really had woke up in that game, because yeah. I've i I've been watching highlights of the Colts, and they're just one of those teams that seem so sluggish this first half of the season, yep. um, but that game against the Raiders, all of a sudden, they're like, they woke up. They started scoring. They were making big plays, you know, and I think um, I think part of that you can blame on the Raiders because I don't know what's happening in Las Vegas, but that team is just well, actually, I do know what's happening. They think jo- Josh McDaniels can't coach, um, but the, the yeah, the Raiders are a broken team. But at the same time, you know, we all thought they would win. No one gave the Colts a chance and they pulled one of the biggest upsets of the year.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. well, it all starts up front. The Colts O-line, Yeah, it, it's, it's always it's always easy to blame the quarterback for the offense mistakes and all that. But when you have turnovers, fumbles, and an O-line that can't block anyone, that's a recipe for disaster. And that was the Colts season up until last week. The Colts offense was competent. Matt Ryan was in his groove. They were moving the ball easily up and down the field all game long, and why was that? The Colpo line actually decided to protect this week, last week. Um, And that was a big deciding factor. They were opening holes for Jonathan Taylor. They weren't letting the pass rush get to Matt Ryan. He's only sacked once. I can't remember the last time I've said that. That's insane. It's usually like, oh, it's been long. Oh, we got sacked like four or five times this game, pressured about 300 times. Oh, yeah, you know. (laughs) Just, just, Just the usual Colts. But not, not last week. And I think Jeff Saturday played a part in that because a report came out that he came in and basically ripped the O-line a new one. that And he demanded accountability from every single one of them. They went out and proved, Jeff Saturday, that they know how to do their jobs, that they are actually paid money that they're supposed to have. Yeah. Now, the key is to just continue this because the Eagles front four is also a demon. So – they gotta, they gotta go out and continue.
4: Yeah, the the struggle with since you're bringing up the Eagles, the struggle with the Eagles is the Jason Kelsey's hurt a little bit. So I I can see the the Colts defense getting to hurt a little bit.
0: If they can do that, they might have a shot. Washington <laughs> proved this last week. That it, does, that it doesn't matter who the opponent is. You know, if, if you can game plan the right way, you can beat the Eagles. So, I'll,
2: I'll say two things about both games, actually. Uh, Jeff Saturday definitely came in and changed the offensive line. And what you expect, him being an offensive lineman guy, you would expect yeah. him to get that, that together first. Um, but that was a key factor in why those guys won the football game last week. I don't yeah. think Jonathan Taylor have a game like that since last year, the way he played last week. And that that comes with you know, the offensive line moving the way that they did. Um I know I did say I, I wouldn't watch football again. We know that's not realistic, but yeah. I, <laughs> it, it is very shocking to me that the Colts came out there and did what they did because... It it doesn't matter if they're two and seven, like Eric said, people are backtracking, talking about, oh, they're two and seven, the Colts should have won. It doesn't matter if they're two and seven. You look at that Raiders team, you look at that Colts team, you expected that Raiders team to obliterate that Colts team, whether Matt Ryan was starting or Sam Ellinger was starting. Um, just because of how the Colts have been playing this year. Yes, the Raiders have been playing terrible as well, but you got guys like Devontae yeah. Adams and Josh Jacobs and stuff like that. When you look at us team with that with just those two names on that roster you're already expecting like these guys can take care of business against the indianapolis Colts, who have an interim head coach who's never coached a day in his life in the nfl yeah but then as eric said you know them keeping it up and keeping the momentum kylie saying that jason kelsey's injured a little bang up this that and third not only that but i believe that washington gave the blueprint to the whole nfl how to beat philadelphia on monday night they did you keep the offense off the field because I'll be honest with you, if the offense had more time on the field, we would have got obliterated. You saw those guys score two touchdowns in ten minutes. So that's all they needed was ten minutes to score twice. But if you get if, if Indianapolis can keep Philadelphia off the offense off the field, then they have a very great shot just due to the energy that Jeff Saturday has brought into that locker room there.
0: Yeah. And I think it, that brings up something interesting I was looking at. So, if you look at the standings right now, Indy second in the south, 4-5 and 1 record. Not the best, but if you look at their schedule. <laughs> there is there's it's weird because on one end you look at their schedule like, all right, Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, the Chargers and the Giants. Yeah, they they probably won't. But a couple of those teams are kind of suspects like we have the blueprint yeah, for beating the eagles we have the blueprint for beating the eagles the chargers the chargers haven't been as impressive as people have thought and the giants every game they play is a one score game so <laughs> mike oh mike okay
4: mike how how are you feeling a day after that chip
0: <clears throat> if you guys don't know last night on the fired up sports <laughs> podcast mike ate uh, what did he eat Kyle, you were on the show with him
4: it was some like chip that it was big as hell it was literally like the size of my phone and he ate it and it was spicy it was like a mix of um two of the spiciest peppers in the world or something and yeah it, it was funny
0: but Mike, um, my respect good sir right torturing yourself so <laughs> the point I was gonna make is I was gonna try and make a point about the Colts possibly having an outside chance of making the playoffs but now I'm looking at their schedule uh maybe not because I thought about it The only two teams on their schedule coming up, actually, that they have a good chance of beating are Pittsburgh and Houston. Um, I know I started to make a case for it, but now that I'm thinking more about it, I don't really see it. But what about you, Eric? I mean, you're the Colts fan here. Like, is there any chance, or is this going to be one of those, uh, let's
1: not think about that? You know, this points me back right back to last year when CBS decided to put up a graphic of a very sad horse crying. And it showed the Colts' next five opponents. And the Colts were obviously in the mix for the playoffs, but they they, they had an upward trek to go, which is exactly what we're looking at this year. Um, and the Colts reeled off four of five.
0: I remember that. And
1: they should have beat Tampa Bay. Okay, let's not. Like, okay, okay, okay.
0: Okay. Last
1: year, last year. Hey, you you probably should have, but let's not go there. Definitely should have. We, we, we should have. We dropped the ball, and you guys got the win. That, yeah. it, it's just fact. It's just fact. I'm not yeah, taking you know what? You away know, what Tampa is, But we were about, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was five of six. The graphic was the next six games because it was, against all these juggernaut teams that were top of their divisions. Yeah, And the Colts ran right through them. And the day that graphic aired was in the first quarter of the Bills game where the Colts stomped them 43-15. to That was freaking amazing
4: to watch.
1: I am looking forward to this next second half of the schedule because it actually shows you what you're made of.
4: You Mm -hmm. know,
1: the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, all these teams, they have really good records. Some of them have, you know, questions about who they've actually faced and whatnot, but at the end of the day, their record stands where it stands. And you have a chance to go out there and boost your own uh, just by going out and playing well against these teams. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't – everyone wants a victory at the end, end of the day, but I think it really shows leaps and bounds where you're at when you can start to stack quality wins on top of each other, especially in a stretch of games where they're like, oh, these teams are really hard. Your team has been dysfunctional. What's yeah. going to happen? You know, Jeff Saturday has a massive chance ahead of him to really stake his claim on this team as they go through this tough stretch of games. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it all starts this week. Definitely.
2: I, I agree with Eric on that. And I'm not sold on Jeff Saturday yet. One win. He's only got one win. I'm not too sold on him yet. But he does have a uh, vantage point to, you know, stamp himself in the league with the upcoming games here. And even though I'm not sold on Jeff Saturday, you guys know I'm not sold on Minnesota at all. I, I, we should have beat Minnesota. The dumb penalty that we had cost us the game against Minnesota.
4: Oh, um, you want to talk about penalties?
2: I'm definitely not sold on the Giants. <laughs> Um and I'm definitely not sold on the Cowboys either.
4: So, no one's sold on the Cowboys.
2: Those three teams right there, the Colts have I'm a very great on the shot. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those three teams right there, the Colts have a very great shot against. Um so you know, he, he can he can put his stamp in on the NFL and make his mark as a head coach, as well as maybe get these guys into the postseason s- sneaking them in with some wins against those three teams there.
4: Yeah. I think it's great. Like it, we all we should have thought about the decision to hire Jeff Saturday a little more thoroughly because a big issue for the Colts was the offensive line.
0: Yeah.
4: And they hire one of the best guys yeah. they could have hired to fix that offensive line.
0: I'll resend my take. I was wrong.
2: I yeah, I was wrong too you know like i said it's one game i'm not sold yet but definitely was wrong about what he would do
1: i was
0: i was wrong
4: (laughs) i forget what i said but i'm sure i was wrong uh
0: well you said the colts would win you were the only one out of us who took the colts to win
4: oh shit look at me Yeah. I completely forgot what I did. <laughs> and to be fair,
0: you're also the only one of us who said that the Eagles would win. And uh well Shut up. Yeah. Looking at I'm our talking. game <laughs> pi- <laughs> looking at our game uh, picture last week, we all uh Shut we, up, we, Calvin. We were- you <laughs> guys
1: picked Washington to win? What they I did. Yeah, yeah. I
0: I thought I think Calvin and I, I think our our uh, line of thought right. was the same. And we both kind of had the idea of like, hey, Washington's played Philly before, they've had time to game plan for the rematch. You know, and they probably have a plan going, and also they have a competent quarterback behind um, behind center. By the way, speaking of the of the quarterback situation for the Commanders, we could tie this in because this guy was with the Colts last year. So Ron Rivera has said, and I that and I quote, he's unsure if a healthy Carson Wentz will keep his job, and they might stick with Taylor Heineke. Washington's five and five. They have an outside chance to make the playoffs, and honestly, they could considering how bad the NFC is. What does ha- this mean for Carson Wentz? What's going to happen to He's Carson done. Wentz? Is he done? He's done. Career backup.
1: He's Here my take. Huh? If Heineke keeps winning, Carson Wentz does not get his job back. The yeah. second that Heineke shows anything that Ron Rivera deems okay, maybe this isn't the move they're going to go back to their twenty plus million dollar quarterback that they traded two draft picks in the offseason for. Yeah. Yeah. I get you know,
2: it may be too late. Because let's say let's say Heineke wins the next two. That sits us at seven and five. All right, then he loses the next two. That sits us at seven and seven. At that point there's only three games left. You can't throw Carson Wentz back in there because seven and seven, yeah, we made six games on playoffs, but Who who knows if we still have a chance to make playoffs at that point because Tampa Bay has won two straight at this point. Tampa Bay may take off out of the water and we don't even know. So, you know, over the next couple weeks here, it it, (laughs) like if you lose the next two, then do you go back to Carson Wentz? No, because at that point the season's over anyway. If you win the next two, yeah, you stick with Heineke, but then he could lose the next two, and then you want to go back to Carson Wentz. That's stupid, too. You might as well just throw Sam Howell in there, see what we got going with Sam Howell, and, uh, you know, both of those guys lose their job. And if we we find out a Sam Howell is what we need for the future or if we need to be planning for another quarterback in the future as well.
0: And I'll say this much, looking at the schedule right now, if the, if the commanders want to get a little cute and start uh, messing around with the quarterback to see what works, these next two weeks are probably the best two weeks they've got because they've got Houston this week and Atlanta the next week. That's a Houston team that's easily the worst team in the league and an Atlanta team whose identity is all over the place. If you want to experiment with quarterbacks, these are the two weeks to do it because the week after Atlanta, you got the Giants on the road in New York that's where you got to make a decision of who you're going with. Because after that, you've got the giants, the bye week then the giants again, then the 49ers, then the Browns who are kind of squirrely, but they'll have the predator under center by that point. <laughs> yes. I said that. And in Dallas, you got a tough sc- outside of that Cleveland game. You've got a tough schedule coming up. So you got to, if you're going to try and figure out what works, these next two weeks are the perfect time to do it. I'd even say this just this next week because Atlanta has been playing good sometime. Well, not the last week, la- this last week they got wrecked by Carolina in one of the most embarrassing games I've ever seen. But yeah. this so really, it's just this week. They got to figure out with this Houston game what the plan is going forward. And my here's my take. If they dominate Houston, which they probably should because Houston is terrible outside of that running back they got. Ooh, that guy's good. Um, <laughs> Then go forward with Heineke. But if Heineke struggles and Houston makes it tight, and they can. They made it tight against the Giants, and that was way closer than it should have been. If that happens, time to consider, maybe consider, just bring up, maybe we should experiment with the Falcons and see what happens.
2: I get that. I just feel like the team rallies and plays better behind four, though. They do, though. They they don't play like they play. They don't play with Carson Wentz the way they play with Heineken. And it's on the offensive side and defensive side, like the, the, the team just rallied behind that guy a lot more. And I don't know if it's because maybe, you know, taking them to the playoffs and battled with Brady in that playoff game or what, but the guys just rallied more behind Taylor Heineke. And not only that, the guy's stats are better when Taylor Heineke back there because, um, There was a side-by-side comparison with McLaurin's stats in the first six weeks with Wentz and then the last three weeks with Heineke or last four weeks with Heineke. And he has more receptions and more yards in four weeks than he had in the first six weeks with Wentz. So it's like not only do the guys rally more behind him, but they also play better with Heineke on the field. I I just don't – I never was sold on Wentz. He tricked me that one game and, uh, yeah, he went back to being the wince I knew he was going to be afterwards. So I just I, – I, and the thing is also, we don't have to pay him the full amount if he doesn't play 70% of the snaps this season. So I hope we just keep him on the bench, let him ride out, and, you know, release him in the offseason, let him go about his business because he's honestly not our franchise quarterback, and I'll just completely be 100% honest with you. <laughs>
4: so i agree so he was on the colts last year obviously and eric you know more about the locker room than i would um with Wentz there like what has anything really been like how different has it been under matt ryan
1: you know so with carson wentz uh some, some people were pretty upset that he got traded because that meant five quarterbacks in five years. Right. And, I mean, Darius or Shaquille, Shaquille. now, he, um, yeah, he tweeted about it and he expressed his frustration with it. Uh, Pittman was pretty upset. Um, and, you know, Jim Merce then went on a tangent about leadership, and all of this other things, he hinted at uh, vaccination status um, and all these other factors that led into him saying Carson Wentz is gone. I don't care if we're cutting him. He will not be a Colt any longer. And I yeah. know some of that probably stemmed from the last two weeks where the entire team fell apart. They blamed Carson Wentz for it all when they should have really – been looking everywhere yeah because that was a team destruction Mm -hmm. not a Carson Wentz did not help himself in any in any way shape or form those two weeks however that doesn't excuse the entire team and then so they trade uh Carson Wentz and you have you don't even have a quarterback Matt Ryan becomes available falls into your lap and the Colts cannot be more elated because they had no answer. There was no answer for them out there. It was, no. are we screwed? But then Matt Ryan came. And he was here, I think, three, four weeks. And then the quote started rolling in. Training camp rolls around. Um, and you see Jim Merce talking about he has Tate Manning-style leadership which is one of the things he critiqued in the days leading up to Carson Wentz's exit from Indy was leadership. And he praised Matt Ryan's leadership. And even when uh, Matt Ryan was benched two weeks ago uh, after the Tennessee game and he had his hurt shoulder, all that good stuff, um, players and coaches were talking to the media about how big of a – team player Matt Ryan had been throughout this entire process and he would go up and talk to Sam for hours on end and it didn't matter like he wanted to see Sam succeed he wanted to see the team win even if he wasn't quarterbacking for the Colts and I think that speaks volumes to him as a person Mm -hmm. as a leader and then you know he gets tapped hey are you ready to go? Can you play? And he's, yes, 100%, let's go. And Jeff Saturday says, all right, let's rip it. That, that, that's like an exact quote from Jeff Saturday, and he goes out and does exactly that. So, I think that shows the true you know, leadership character that Matt Ryan has that Jim Irsay said that Carson Wentz does not. Now, I don't know Carson Wentz personally. I know I know Jim Ursay tends to get a little crazy in the media sometimes. <laughs> I'm not here to rip on Carson Wentz at all. I think he had his ups and downs in Indy. Um, he didn't help himself in certain situations.
4: Never
1: but does. the team downfall was not 100% on him. I think that is the most ridiculous take of all time. And I will rip anyone that has that take. <laughs> I don't care, but now seeing him in Washington, I, I didn't, I didn't like him going to Washington in the first place because that place is known for dysfunction just all across the board, you know, Relax. sexual assault allegations, <laughs> cheerleaders, cheerleaders getting pimped out to sponsors, um, Relax. you know, Washington football team, they didn't even have a name. Um, And then, you know, uh, and then Dan Snyder, but that defense is really nice. Love that defense. Um, You know, Terry McLaurin. So, and then you got Ron Rivera. I don't know how you guys view him, but I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, But when I looked at all that and saw Carson Wentz was heading there with the narrative that Carson Wentz has or allegedly has, I was uh like, Oh, this may implode. Yeah. Um, Cuz the Colts are known as a pretty stable organization, you know. You don't see like I mean this season, I know this sounds ridiculous because the Colts are freaking ridiculous this year.
4: But they're but usually well
1: managed. Usually they're pretty stable. You don't see any in-season firings. You you see a pretty easygoing owner who puts people in positions and then he expects them to win. And the Colts of you know, from 2000 to, like, 2010, they were the most winning franchise in the league. And now they're, like, fourth from 2000 to, like, 2021. They're fourth in the league now in terms of winning percentage. So we've had a good run here. But now all this is happening, you know. But it all goes back to Carson Wentz and – Okay, what went wrong? And I think Heineke is making the decision even more difficult with Carson Wentz now. Once again, just like how, you know, Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz in Philly. It's like, is Taylor Heineke really your guy? I don't know about that one, but it paints a picture that Carson Wentz is not your guy
3: mm-hmm. going
1: forward, which where does that leave Carson Wentz? That means. He got traded from Philly to the Colts to be reunited with Frank Reich, who he who he has a great you know respect for, and they won a Super Bowl together. Even though you know Carson Wentz was hurt during the Super Bowl, so but everyone expected him to go back to Carson Wentz. That was
4: twenty seventeen for the
1: MVP before he tore his ACL against the Rams. Everyone expected that, and then, you know, Carson Wentz. End of the season happens. Frank Wright wants to keep Wentz. He says, let me work with him another season. Let me actually have a quarterback for more than one freaking season. Right. And he gets overruled, and he gets traded. And now the rest is history. Now he's in Washington every Everything's up in the air, per usual. Carson Wentz over the past couple years, and it—I mean—I feel bad for the guy personally. he mm-hmm. gets a lot of crap for some of the things he shouldn't. A lot of people harp on him for a lot of different things. I'm not a, so I don't—I don't know what to do, with Carson Wentz. I—I I thought Washington was kind of like a make-or-break or stop, you know? Like, yeah, for a starter, anyway. Like if he plays well enough. Like, he can get on to a decent team afterwards. Yeah. But I don't know. If you get beat out by Heineke, I don't know. He yeah. Does.
4: I mean, my thing with him, so, obviously, I've followed Wentz from the very beginning. And I've loved Wentz from the very beginning. But this is his third team in three years. And he still has the exact same issue, holding on to the ball too long. At some point within those three seasons, you don't fix it. You're you're already an NFL vet, and you're not fixing your biggest issue. There, there's nothing – there's no defending that, as much as I love Wentz. Uh,
2: you, yes. Yeah, Jonathan, you, you've yeah. Hit it right on the right John, on. The,
1: Jonathan's correct.
0: Yep. Hey, hey, exactly. can I just hey, can I just butt in real quick? Hey, Jonathan, hey, Jonathan, when we rematch in the fan, in, in fantasy in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna kick your ass, you bastard. <laughs> I was undefeated. I've lost two in a row, but anyway, yeah, Heineke makes the team better.
2: Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. Heineke makes the team way better because I was just gonna say, if Wentz doesn't get injured and he is still playing, we're not five and five right now. We don't beat the no. US tonight. We don't yeah. don't sneak that win out against the Colts that we snuck away because there's no way in hell he yeah, would fall deep to Terry McLaurin the way that Heineke did. There's no way in hell that he would have converted that fourth and eleven or fourth and twelve against the Colts that Heineke did. Um it, 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 There, yeah, it's just a it's a lot different. I, I believe he- Wentz has the better arm, but Heineke is more mobile and he he, he makes the team better around him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Heineke still stinks. He, he's not definitely not a quarterback at all, but he is the quarterback that makes Washington better with this group of guys. And sometimes that's all you need.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's a shame what's happened, but I definitely think that the Colts will be better with Saturday. I mean, maybe this was the the thing that they needed to get their asses into gear.
1: They needed a wake-up call.
4: Yeah, and, if, and I think this I was it. I was
1: very sad to see Frank Wright go. He's, he's a great coach. He's going to go on, and he's going to join a team, and they're going to be a juggernaut. I fear, I fear the Bills picking him up. You guys have not seen anything from Josh Allen. If Frank Wright gets paired with Josh Allen, oh, my, it, it's over. It's over. It it truly is over. There's no point in watching football because it's just the Buffalo Bills. That's it. You see how
0: wide my eyes are right now, Yoni? You see that? You see that? You you, want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. The Colts Colts have have... not
1: recovered from Andrew Luck. That is 100% correct. It's been five straight years of five different quarterbacks. That is – Not a ridiculous take at all. In fact, that is 100% true. Um, Andrew Luck shocked the world in 2019. And ever since then, the Colts have been in turmoil at that position. You know, a position where the Colts were solid in. They went from Peyton freaking Manning to Andrew freaking Luck. Yeah. The quarterback position was the least of anyone's worries. Yeah. So, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, who's the- that quarter? Oh, it doesn't matter. But now, you know, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. You know, like, so it's, it's all sorts of different things. You know, and it's just, it's hard. It's hard to win in this league when you have. A different quarterback every single season in every single training camp, having to learn the Colts offense. And you have to, if you're Frank Reich, take out parts of your offense and install new things for this new quarterback, you know? And it's just, it was unfair to Frank Reich. It was, yeah. it was definitely unfair. And, you know, it just, yeah and Andrew Luck uh yeah haven't recovered from that
2: <laughs> same thing about Washington too though Washington hasn't recovered since that RG3 injury we've had one yeah. quarterback since that time so that uh, we, we're, we're kind of in the same boat that the Colts are in because I feel I've always felt this that if we had a consistent quarterback then we would be a lot better team than what we are, minus the outside noise, minus the Dan Snyder bullshit, all of it. <laughs> I believe we'd be a lot better team if we had a consistent quarterback. But every year, by week three, we have a different quarterback. And then by week seven, there's another quarterback. And by week 12, the starter's back in. And by week 17, then we have the backup back in. So we've never had consistency at quarterback. So I, I, I feel the Colts paying with that, 100%.
1: A little bit. You know, it's hard to win football games when the entire circus is playing right outside your stadium. Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. It's hard. I, I have I I have felt for every single Washington fan. You know, I occasionally interact with Commanders Twitter, or <laughs> it, something pops up in my feed, and you know, I click on the tweet, and it's just all just f Dan Snyder, screw you, I hate you, sell the team. We suck, you know. It's just on and on and on and on, and I'm just. It just sums up a fan base that is sick and tired of ownership, of the outside noise, and I think it actually it has an effect on the play on the field because you know, who wants to go to Washington with Dan Snyder? Exactly. With all these allegations, exactly. with all these investigations, he's getting investigated by the federal government now. Yeah, so like, it's just, it, it it's just no good in Washington, and it and it sucks to see all these really good players in Washington, being stuck in that situation. You know, like Terry McLaurin, all that, all that nonsense. I really wanted Terry. He he's <laughs> from Indy. I really wanted him. It it hurt to see him Moss Gilmore like that. I was like, oh.
4: yeah, I saw that. And I was He's like, the one Ooh. to do it. Definitely the one to do it.
1: That I was that like, one, I was like,
4: oh, yeah. That the Colts that one was improving. held
1: for fifty-eight minutes. Fifty-eight minutes they held, and then Terry McLaurin pulls that out. And yep. I was like, ah, and then Pittman drops, drops the easiest throw of all time from Sam to put the Colts in position to kick the game-winning field goal. Just drops it. Yeah. And I was like, that sums up the Colts season. This close, this close. Yeah. But just not enough.
4: Yeah. Exactly. So we were before, but when we were planning you to come on, you said you're going to give your prediction for Eagles Colts. What is it?
1: Colts 27, Eagles 23. Okay. Interesting. Colts edge wow. out. Colts go back home. It's Jeff Saturday's home. You know, homecoming. Lucas Oil is going to be going crazy. Matt Ryan is officially to... back to QB one. They made that official t- just today. Um, they, they had victory Monday, so the team just got back together today and started talking to media once again. Uh, Matt Ryan is your is your quarterback for the Colts. I think the Colt O-line, this this hinges on the Colt line being competent. If they're mm-hmm. competent, yeah. the Colt offense is very competent. If the O-line is not up to par and is like they've been playing outside of the Raiders game, oh boy, we are in trouble. <laughs> now, Matt Ryan, he's led five quarterback comebacks this season, four game-winning drives. You give Matt Ryan a shot, he's going to get you in the position to win. It all starts up front, though. If we can protect Matt Ryan, the Eagles could be in for a long day. And then on the other side of the ball, the Colts' defense has been keeping the Colts in the games where they had no business being in because of the Colts' incompetence on the other side of the ball. You know, there's a the number four-ranked defense, uh, they've been amazing spectacular and you just mentioned uh jason kelsey has injuries i don't know where other injuries but we are well acquainted with the man of a.j brown the colts know him very well as he was a also former tennessee titan he's also banged up i expect gilmore to be on him every single play and you know Gilmore is still gilly lock. We saw that last week on Devontae Adams. We saw Russell Wilson throw it at him in overtime. What were you doing, Russell? You know, don't throw at Gilmore. And it's just, I, I, it creates an interesting matchup because on one hand, you have the Eagles coming off a stunning loss in which they are very much pissed off. This is a very pissed off team now because you just you lost the commanders, you know. No no disrespect, Calvin. No disrespect, Calvin. No, no, we're putting disrespect we lost. on it. Hey, the Colts lost to the commanders, too. I, that hurt me. <laughs> but it's the commanders, you know, with all the outside noise, with all the dysfunction, and, you know, the only undefeated in the league just got handed their first L, and it was to that. So they're going to be coming in. They're going to be hot. They're going to be mad, and they're facing the team who – Jeff Saturday is now in his second week of coaching in the NFL. So the, the goal here would be to simplify everything once again, like they did against the Raiders. Um, delegate to the staff and identify key holes and weaknesses. I mean, if the starting center is out, Grover Stewart is going to have a field day. I don't know if you guys know the name Grover Stewart or not. He is the most underappreciated tackle of all time. <laughs> he he's a menace. You run against him, he swallows it up. If if there is a negative two yard run, Grover Stewart is at the bottom of that pile. He's, <laughs> just, he, he's a one man wrecking crew. And then you have the Buckner, you know Gilmore, Isaiah Rogers, Rodney McLeod. So this defense I they the have line. Yeah. They have they have all the pieces they need to stop Jalen Hurts and the Seagull's offense. It's just it comes back to I think Ooh. they they can do enough to put the Colts in position to win. It's up to the Colts offense to score the necessary points.
4: Yeah. So I will
1: do oh, whoa. Mike said on. he'll I, do
4: a chip challenge. For each, for each point, point they lose by. Mike, you couldn't handle one chip.
1: Can we get this on record? Like, write oh, this yeah. down.
4: Oh, what's on record? Write this yeah.
1: down, and I want this recorded. Believe me, oh, wait, I, wait, will wait, wait, him,
4: yeah, I will never let him. Yeah, I will not let him forget this.
1: this. Mike I will be posting this on Twitter. Mike, you will be on Colts coverage page. <laughs> as you for Uh, for. Four chips because you will end up losing by four points. Twenty-seven to twenty-three is your final from Indy.
0: I don't know how I feel about this take right here. Steelers twenty-twenty collapse moment after the Eagles after blowing the undefeated season. It's true. Washington does have a tendency to blow, to uh, ruin undefeated seasons
1: recently, but Steelers were complete frauds. The, yeah. the, the jury is out on the Eagles. You know, last week. Is it an anomaly? Are they going to get right? Who knows? But they got just Sire and the Colts this week who, up until this point, matched dysfunction. You, you know, they're finally showing confidence. It's up to the Eagles now to show the, the rest of the NFL that, nah, this was a fluke. We're going to get right. Well, We will see if they can get it done.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I don't agree with Jonathan's take there because uh, that Eagles team and that Steelers team are two different teams. Yeah. Yes, there was some missed calls last week. I will give you that, Kylie. I will give Thank you. Thank you. There was some missed calls on Monday, but there also was some missed calls on our side too. You guys got some penalties that should not have, like the offensive pass interference on Jihad Dotson. That was not offensive pass interference. The guy wasn't even off the line of scrimmage yet. But um, I will say yes, there was some missed calls, but the Eagles were just totally dominated from that game start to finish. But this Eagles team is way, way better than that Steelers team was in 2020 by far. This Eagles team would obliterate that Steelers, Steelers, 20, that Steelers 2020 team, like Mm -hmm. by 40 points plus, there's not even a competition to even, you know, compare those guys. Um i I think that the Eagles, like Eric said are you know they're hungry now. they I don't think it was a fluke. The loss definitely wasn't fluke. like I said, they got outplayed for 40 for 60 minutes. but they are very hungry now and they're gonna overcome that loss and either gonna blow the Colts out by 50 plus or it could be that close game and the Colts sneak away like Eric said. But um, the Eagles definitely are not flukes like that Steelers twenty twenty team. That's that's the moral of the whole entire story. That Steelers yes. is totally different.
1: All I'm saying is the Eagles better win because Eagles Nation that Twitter account is in my sights. I'm dude. I'm, I know. I'm, I sent you that. <laughs> I am screenshotting a lot of tweets. I'm gonna have a field day on Sunday. If that's the what Eagles I do. Lose, I'm I'm going to have a field day. Colts Twitter is going to be on fire.
4: I might have to block you on Twitter for a day.
1: Hey, hey, (laughs) I won't be attacking you. I know. I will be attacking this Eagles Nation fan account that is tweeting memes and saying, oh, we're going to destroy the Colts, you know, and so if they lose, they're going to get what they deserve. I may even make a, like, mini video of just all the takes. Because yeah, you know,
4: true.
1: I've watched the Colts dysfunction now halfway through the season. You know what? And I feel like that would be hilarious if I'm the one creating those funny takes videos and just flaming other teams. Yeah, start to, start to go on a run, which they have been known for the past couple of seasons to do. Just go on a midseason run to make the playoffs. That's that's the Colts. We'll see if they can get it done. It all starts this week, though, against Philly. It's a yeah. big test. I'm looking forward to it. I mm-hmm. was going to purchase tickets for the same game, but they're like $200 something now. Yeah. Because everyone's, oh my gosh, the Colts, just Saturday, let's up those ticket prices. We got yeah. Eagles coming in. Well, the once undefeated. Now nah, that storyline's gone. Now we have to yeah. replace it with Hungry Eagles are coming back looking. Get back on track, but ah, I can't do it. I'm gonna be watching from my couch. I got college bills to pay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
4: <laughs> Man, yeah. thanks so much for coming on again. Any uh, any last words, Isaac, Calvin?
0: Uh, none Eric? for me. Thanks again for coming on, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Uh,
1: I need predictions from both, all three of you. Oh. Right, I'm not the only one giving a prediction here. I'm gonna be able to flame every single one of you if you all pick the Eagles and I pick the Colts. I got, uh, I, I got
2: Eagles by, Eagles by at least two touchdowns. I'll take Eagles by three
1: touchdowns. Yikes! Okay, all right. So, and the actual Eagles fan, are you ten touchdowns?
4: No, no. So. <laughs> I am all too familiar as a Philly fan with a new manager coming in slash coach coming in, making the team better, bringing the energy, rallying around that coach. So I, I hate to say it, Ah. <laughs> I I really hate to say it, but I think with Jason Kelsey being banged up, AJ Brown being banged up, losing Dallas Goddard, with you know um, Jordan Davis still out, you know our our run defender, with Jonathan Taylor emerging again, I honestly say the Colts win. <laughs> like actually, like, I I'm not bullshitting. I What's I hate sport? to say it. I think it's going to be high scoring. Maybe like 30, 35 to. I'm going to say like 35 30. One of those random ass, ugly scores. I
2: I got this for you, Kylie. If A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard don't play this week.
4: Dallas Goddard's not playing.
2: All right. He's out. Brown does not play this week. We will see the Jalen Hurts I've been telling you about since week one. The guy's
4: officially been fired up and fired up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh wait, did he leave? He did leave. What happened?
2: I don't know what happened.
0: I don't know what
4: just happened, but
0: <laughs> oh, I think well, he actually. Um,
2: <laughs> in yeah,
0: any accidentally case. Accidentally uh, In any case, thanks. There we go. He's back. back. (laughs) Never mind.
1: (laughs) Never mind. I don't know what happened.
4: I might have accidentally hit. I don't know what happened, but welcome back.
1: (laughs) I was just laughing about you getting fired because you took the Colts here. Right? You know know what's funny? I'm pretty sure you said you weren't taking the Colts when I DM'd you earlier this week. I'm pretty sure. I also said the Colts are about to lose 50 to 0. Because I didn't know who was calling plays, so I like the Eagles, but, but then the Raiders game happened. I have more confidence. Parks Fraser looks competent, so now we're ready.
2: Actually, I yeah. I, I, I got to see what the uh, point spread is because that'll 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 help my prediction.
1: I think it's. I want to say it's nine. It was nine point five last time I looked. Oh yeah, Eagles by two touchdowns.
2: It's not 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 high enough for the Colts to be the uh the winner on the out uh, on the other end there. <laughs> uh,
4: hopefully it hopefully it wasn't just the Raiders being the Raiders. That's also true. Uh, That's we'll true. see. I I think it's gonna be an extremely close game either way. I obviously want the Eagles to win, but. I just I'm all too familiar with an energetic coach slash manager coming in and doing some magic random crap like uh, Thompson with the with the Phillies. So I'm Eagles all too. Six.
1: Oh, my God. That's nothing. Eagles 6.5. See,
4: that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point.
1: Also, Kylie is a closet Colts fan. She just doesn't want to, tell again. <laughs> no, but she does. Love, she does love the Colts, you know. Kylie, we all remember one, one last day. Year.
3: One we all remember day, last year.
1: One day, one day, she's actually going to fully commit to the no shoe, way, and she's going to turn over those Philly colors into Colts blue. It's going to be a glorious day. <laughs> we'll go out for shots, and we'll you know talk about. What the hell happened to Colts once Andrew Luck left? But until that day, you can continue being closeted. I
0: have a theory that everyone (laughs) is secretly a Colts fan. Like you can't convince me like that. Every everyone at one point in their life had a Colts phase. I had a Colts phase where I thought they were the coolest
1: team. To a Titans fan, have you? Yeah, no Titans. Titans, Bro, Titans fans exist. That they are few and far in between. They do. They usually live out in the country, but <laughs> you can find them every once in a while. Hate they, they hate the Colts. Yeah. If they could create mass genocide, it would be against Colts fans.
4: Yeah, definitely. They,
1: they straight up hate us because we owned them for 15 years and they didn't like it. And they finally won two straight years during the Colts dysfunction they have now won four straight against us, swept us back-to-back years. And so now they think they're all big, and now I have to deal with that because I'm one of the biggest Colts pages. So they're always coming onto my page and DMing me and all this other crap. So I'm looking forward. I want to get to the playoffs. I want to see Tennessee. Ooh. I, see I want to see Tennessee in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. you win that game. Once again, the argument all comes back to you may win the meaningless ones, but you can never win the ones that matter. And that's the whole point. They don't have a Super Bowl win. Anyway, I don't know why I'm going off on the Tennessee Titans right now. I don't care about that team. Uh, (laughs) I thought, oh, you you said everyone was a Colts fan at one point. Everyone secretly has a
0: Colts phase. I I, I had a Colts phase when I was in uh, elementary school. Let me guess.
1: Madden, Madden. With Peyton Manning?
0: Uh, no, Tony Dungy was their coach, and he was the guy who got the Bucks back on track. So my family just okay. loved him and the Colts for that.
1: That's a That's, good reason.
0: And, and what
1: happened? What yeah. happened, Isaac?
4: What happened?
0: What
1: happened? You're no longer a Colts fan. What the heck happened? What led uh, Peyton you down le- the uh, road? Peyton right? left. Peyton but we had and Andrew does. Lark. But we had Andrew Luck. There's no excuse. Yeah, but
0: Andrew Luck, like, Andrew Luck looked like a horse in Peyton Manning. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> We're going to work on you, Isaac. We'll work on you. you if, know. It, if it makes I'm you get any Kyrie better. I'm going to on the band, and then we'll get you. And then, Calvin, you are free to leave the circus at any time you want.
2: <laughs> if I have to leave the circus, I'm going to Baltimore. And Mike
1: once the Colts win this week and you're tired of doing the one-chip challenge, you can join. <laughs> Are we sure this team is uh, called the Indianapolis Colts or the Indianapolis Cult? <laughs> you know, I, I guess I am kind of signing up people like that. It ah. does sound like,
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> that, you know, for the shoe. It's always, for the for shoe. The shoe. It's always for the shoe. Always for the shoe. Look, I've seen I've seen how people yeah. in India in Indiana actor act when it comes to like basketball. Like, you don't tell me that that's some cult shit right there. Like that same <laughs> shit could apply to the Colts. I'm just saying. Hey, they
4: have TJ cool. McConnell. I'm cool with the Pacers. I
1: love TJ. Pacers, McConnell. P- Pacers are a fun team. You know, we're not gonna win anything for the next couple <laughs> of years, but we're fun. We're fun again. We actually committed to a rebuild, and now our rookies are being Can't all really. fun and. Oh, can't relate. I'm yeah, you, you're you're stuck. You're stuck with James Harden. I feel bad. For hey, him.
4: I'm cool with that. I love Harden. He's better than Ben Simmons.
1: <laughs> okay, it's it not saying a lot though.
4: <laughs> it's not saying a lot, but it's something.
2: <laughs> I won't butt into the NBA to talk this time.
4: <laughs> Bron James, uh, <laughs> man. Thanks so much for coming on again. It's always fun having you on.
1: No problem. <sighs> I look forward to Sunday, yes. and all the and all the fun that will bring. As I will I, have you know if you're in my DMs during the game and you're no. up by three touchdowns, I may block you for a day. <laughs> no, nah,
4: I'm not the kind of person that that DMs during. I hate when people DM me during the game, especially when we're losing. So believe me, I, I don't do that. I hate when people do that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, thanks, man. We'll see you. We'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Thanks, thanks Grab me on. Of course. We'll see you, man. <laughs> there we go. All
4: right. All right. So-
0: <laughs> well, I think the best way to transition is let's transition into our game picks uh, for week 11. Uh, is it week 11? Yeah. Week 11 yeah. of the season. Uh, last week, everyone did pretty poorly. We all are kind of a toss-up, <laughs> but uh, Calvin, congratulations. For the second time this season, you whooped everyone's butt. You went 8-6. and six. Um, That's not as good as 12-1. and one. Yeah, yeah, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> Kylie and I finished tied at 7-7. Seven seven. I managed to get the overall records, finally. Overall, here's where we stand. I currently lead 87-63. Kylie, you're second 84 and 84-66. Calvin, you're 81-69. and 69. In terms of leaderboard, in terms of who won each week in, I mean, Who got the most predictions right? Kylie leads with five. I'm second with four. Calvin, you have two. So let's move to week eleven. And we start off with our Thursday night showdown, which actually is an interesting game for once. Thank you, football gods. Titans and Packers. Who you guys got?
2: I got the Packers, man.
0: Packers about to Packers about to get hot.
4: Yeah, I agree.
0: I think so too. The Titans offense is not That
4: means Titans are gonna
0: win. Giving me confidence. Uh, last Every week. time
4: we all agree on one, it, it, they always lose.
0: Not always. Last week we all picked Casey, Miami, and the Giants, and that happened.
4: Oh, there you go. There's, there's.
0: But we also did all pick the Rams, Bears, Bills, and Falcons. So I'm gonna be honest.
2: Had I known it was a backup game, I wouldn't have picked the Rams. I didn't know both backup quarterbacks were playing. Nobody I... did. I think that was a nice cool excuse.
4: I'm
0: no, just kidding.
2: I would have picked Colt McCoy over the other backup any day of the week.
0: Yeah. All right, Bears-Falcons. This is an interesting one. Bears have suddenly found themselves dead last to the NFC. Falcons are still fighting for the South title. Uh, I'm going to say the Falcons win this one. Duh, mm-hmm. Bears. Riley, who you got? Yeah.
4: I- I'm going to say the Bears, too. The The Bears are not as bad as their record is. Oh.
0: The back of all- the <laughs> NFC is getting competitive. Yeah. Now, just speaking of a team that is as bad as their record says, uh, Panthers are on the road in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, should I go ahead and put Ravens for everybody? Just- Baltimore by a 1,000. You never have to ask me about
2: Baltimore. You know who I'm going with. Yeah. <laughs> like me and the Saints. <laughs> as, long as, back there, as long as eight back there,
0: them boys have a chance to win.
4: Yeah, every time.
0: Now, this next game is going to be oh, interesting. Shit. This next game, Cleveland's taking on Buffalo. Have you guys seen the weather forecast for this game? It's yeah. like, what, feet so, like- of snow? Thirty one point one inches of snow are predicted to fall. Where's LaShawn McCoy when you need him? I'm taking Buffalo.
4: Shady, dude, I miss Shady. I love him.
0: Uh, I'm gonna be honest. You said it's
4: in Buffalo, right?
0: Yeah. It's in Buffalo with Lake Effect snow. So it's gonna be cold.
2: How many has Buffalo lost? Yeah. Two straight or one? They have
0: lost two straight, including Great. that ridiculous Buffalo. game against the Vikings.
2: Yeah, Justin Jefferson did that crazy catch. It's amazing. Greatest catch I've ever seen. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I would agree with that.
2: Ah, uh, in Buffalo. <sighs> I wanna say Buffalo because it's in Buffalo, but then when I look at it, Cleveland has the better running game. And if they the do. weather's gonna be that like that, then I
0: ah uh, man. Well, Calvin, what do you think, Kylie? Who you got?
4: Um, which game?
0: Buffalo
2: and Cleveland.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I said Buffalo.
2: Yeah, just give me, give me Buffalo, man. I don't see those guys losing three straight, right?
4: I know Josh Allen doesn't like playing
0: in the snow much, but oh, why? <laughs> Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in Buffalo. You got to deal with it. I love how the second we get to week 10, the second we get into double digits with the weeks is when snow games start. They're so much fun. Commanders and Texans. What you guys gotten this one? Left hand up.
4: <laughs> Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders.
0: I think Washington Cricious. win this one too. Although Houston yeah. could make it close. No, nope. nah,
4: Washington game. by a million, dude.
0: Eagles and Colts, that- we all. Eagles to Colts was uh, easy. We all picked. Uh, this one is has a special one because I put Eric's prediction on this too. Eric's taking the Colts. We're all taking the Eagles, right? No, I said Colts. You did say Colts, Boy, I got that wrong. All right. Jets and Patriots, crucial game for the AFC. Hey, all the East teams are in the playoffs right now in the AFC. So this game is going to be crucial to decide which one of them doesn't make it because one of them is getting one of them is getting replaced in the playoff picture by the Bengals. Both teams coming off a bye week, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. Which game is it? That's Patriots. I'm taking the Jets to win this one, but I will say, Mac Jones, I had to pick him off of waivers because I was running out of quarterbacks in fantasy. He better come through. (laughs) (laughs) Who's home? Uh, Patriots are home. Mm. And the weather outside looks frightful for this game. (laughs)
4: So give give me give me Patriots. It's at home. They don't lose in Gillette like that to the Jets.
0: Calvin, who you got?
2: Yeah, gimme give gimme give good old Bill.
0: Right. Billy B. Rams and Saints. Two teams that are uh, now this is gonna be interesting. I have made it I've made a habit on this uh on this podcast during these picks of always uh always picking against the Saints. Well, that day it changes because the Los Angeles Rams are a steaming pile of shit right now, and I'm <laughs> pick the New Orleans Saints for the first time ever. You heard it here. I'm picking my mortal enemy to beat the Rams. I said uh, I'd never do it, but the Rams are so bad right now.
4: Still disappointed in Kylie. Coop- hey, look, Mike, I I am
0: too. <laughs> Coop
2: Cooper Cup injured. Give me the Saints. I hate the Saints. They suck. But no Cooper Cup. Give me the Saints. Yeah,
0: Kylie, what you got?
4: I'm still going to go Rams. All right. I need that draft pick too. So give me Rams.
0: Fair enough. Lions and Giants. Uh, Lions are going on a little run recently. Giants still can't seem to win games by more than one score. Who we got here? Give me Lions.
2: Give me the Lions.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with the Giants, but I think this game is going to be, this game could be a game changer for both team seasons. If the Giants win this one, then they've gotten through the part of their schedule that's really easy and then they can focus on the tough games ahead. But if the Lions win this, then this could be the start of a run for the Lions. And yeah. Seeing how bad the NFC is, there still is a chance that a team with a, with a bad record could get in. And who knows, maybe
2: I need the Giants to lose because that'll put them at six and four. If we win this week, that'll put us at six and five. We'll be a game back in the division for there that go. second and third place spot.
0: Moving on to the late games, Raiders-Broncos. Will anybody be watching this game? Probably not. Uh, No, absolutely not. I am taking the Raiders to win just because Denver's offense is horrible.
2: Honestly, just put forfeit next to my name for that one.
0: I have no idea. Right. So I will go ahead and put forfeit. I'm not gonna blame. Usually, 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 Calvin, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll force you to pick one. But I'm not even gonna bother at this point.
2: (laughs) Literally, don't know who to pick in that game. Like, I'd rather just take a loss.
0: At this point, it's not even worth watching Broncos games. It's so frustrating to have to look to look to make. I I have a playlist of all the highlights that I try to watch to get prepared for the show. Man, I hate it when I have to watch the Broncos games. They're so bad.
2: I just can't believe how bad they are, though. Like, uh, it just frustrates me.
0: The sign There weren't any signs that there were there. We all thought Russell, Russell Wilson was going to come around and change the culture, but that exactly. didn't happen. Exactly. So, Kylie, who you got for this game?
4: I'm actually going to pick Denver.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just going to pause for a second because the spreadsheet I'm working on just uh, was not responding. There it goes. All right, big game of the week, Cowboys-Vikings. Huge game, possible playoff matchup. Vikings coming off the game of the year victory against the Bills. Uh, I mean the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Cowboys coming off a huge win over their hated rival in Green Bay. Who you guys? They got? lost to the Packers. Oh yeah, they did lose. I didn't watch that game. Sorry, I, I, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, they're both coming off overtime games with different results. Who you guys got?
4: Vikings, and that's not just because I hate the Cowboys. It's a big part of it, but that's not why.
0: As much as I fucking hate them, I'm going with the.
4: Cowboys. <laughs>
0: With Dallas, I'm going to take Minnesota to win this one. I feel like the Vikings are underrated. I feel like everybody says that they're not as good as their record says. They're not.
4: This one is now, Look, man, that. that's
0: just your opinion. At the end of the day, like, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I think the Vikings are one of the best teams in the league. But that's just me. Bengals. It is literally just you. Bengals and Steelers. Speaking of rivalry games. Yeah. How about this one? Should mention for this one, Bengals are wearing the White Tiger uniforms.
4: Bengals.
0: Five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals. I'll take Cincinnati to win this one too. Um, but Pittsburgh is gonna keep it close because whenever these two play, something stupid always happens.
4: <laughs> right.
0: Sunday night football: Chiefs Chargers. This game could decide who wins the AFC West. Chiefs. And yeah, Chiefs. The Chargers. Our final game mm-hmm. of week eleven. In Old Mexico, 49ers and Cardinals, final international game of the season. I'm taking San Fran to win this one. Who you guys got? San Fran.
2: Give me San Fran.
0: All right. The picks are in. All right. So, what are we going to talk about next? going to be a little shorter because we are over an hour into our show. But uh, – oh, yeah.
4: Let's
0: do MLB. To... Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do a little rapid fire recap of some of the other sporting events. So yeah. MLB, uh, let's see what's going on in there. Free agency has started. Uh, here's what I'll do. I'll boring go over as some hell. Of our... I'll go over our talking points. You guys give me some quick thoughts so we can knock everything out. Uh, we'll start with this. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is staying with the Yankees. He'll make $34 million over the next two seasons, plus a club option for 2025 that includes a $6 million buyout. Yes. Keeping that quintessential Italian flavor of New York, I like it. Now let's resign Judge. Damn it! Yes, yeah,
4: there's a resign Judge. You, you got to do that to even be in the slightest bit competitive next season.
0: Yeah, one thousand percent. Jock Peterson and Martin Perez will ex- accept a nineteen point sixty five million dollar qualifying offers. They're the only two to do so because, again, as Kylie said, free agency has been boring so far. Boring Edwin. shit.
4: <clears throat> You broke up. What'd you say?
0: Edwin
2: Diaz back with the Mets.
4: Yeah, it wasn- we talked about that last week. 102 million.
0: Nice, missed that last week. That's, That's a hit. lot of money. Uh, Bryce Harper's going to undergo UCL surgery next Wednesday. Don't know what the timetable for his return is, but hope I think he should be good to go by the start of the season. No, yeah.
4: absolutely not. Oh no, um, no. They don't know if it's going to be Tommy John or not, but he's oh. definitely not going to be back for next season.
0: I did not. In the beginning. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. That's all. We'll uh, Jay
4: Turner and everything will be all right.
0: Tosca Hernandez has been traded to Seattle. All right. Good trade there. Uh, Seattle
4: just keeps getting better. It makes me happy to see. I
0: yeah. hope they can compete. I, uh,
4: oh, they definitely will be able to compete. They'll they they be a to. lot better.
0: Yeah. Uh, Manager of the Year awards have been t- uh, given out. Buck Showalter and Terry Francona.
4: Out of the three finalists, Buck Showalter is literally the least deserving.
0: Of Who's Showalter, the manager of? He's the... The Mets. The Mets manager, right, yeah.
4: And it's not, dis, it's not saying that he's a bad coach. Obviously, he's not. But he didn't win his division when he had a, a very clear-cut lead two weeks left in the season. And then he gets swept by the Braves. Of those three finalists, it should have been Snicker. And I hate the Braves more than the Mets. It should have been Snicker. I get that. It it should have been Topper, honestly. It should have been Thompson. Probably. But he got, we talked about this on Fired Up last night, and I'm still pissed off about it. Thompson didn't even get fourth place. He got fifth behind the Cardinals manager who doesn't deserve to be named. You play, they play in a shitty division, and they barely won. They were, what, like 15 games up or whatever? They won that division against the Brewers who were just collapsing, like, Very quickly, like no, it it shouldn't. He shouldn't have been fourth. Thompson, not even because I'm a Phillies fan. Thompson took a 22 and 29 team to 86 or 87 wins and a World Series appearance. No, it, it should have been Thompson.
0: I can understand why they picked Terry Francona for the AL because that Cleveland team was rebuilding and shouldn't have been competitive. And Francona should have been the O's. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Walter getting it. Um, that's pretty much everything to go in baseball. So uh...
4: it should have been the O's manager to win for the AL because the O's uh, were expected. They're... No, the O's are expected to lose over a hundred games.
0: They're saving the O's manager of the year for next year when they make the playoffs. Trust me.
4: True. True. True.
0: Yeah, let's move on to hockey real quick because we can knock that out of the park. Um... Yes, hockey. So uh, I actually have some actual news to talk about in hockey this week. Uh, let's first start with the big news. The NHL will not stage the World Cup of Hockey in 2024. Boo. Um, don't worry, international players, you will get your comeuppance, I guess, because uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs honored European legend Borea Salmin uh, by retiring his jersey. Uh, Salmin was one of the first European players to break into the NHL back in like the late 60s and early 70s. And by the way, if you don't know anything about the history of the Maple Leafs, they did this despite their owner, Harold Ballard, May his soul rest in hell. Um, <laughs> one of the worst owners in the history of sports. Uh, Harold Ballard specifically said no Europeans because he was a racist piece of shit. And the Leafs general management still hi- uh, signed Borea Salmi because they were like, look, you're the only – you literally are the only reason we're going to be competitive at all during this era. So, uh, yeah, just don't – Just if anyone asks you're Canadian or something like that. Like, her- Look up – Look, Urinating Tree did a like a nearly hour-long video on why the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a uh, Stanley Cup since the 60s, and most of it is due to Harold Ballard being the worst owner ever and just destroying everything during the 70s and 80s. Um, but yeah, Boreas Salmin, great player, jersey retired, love to see it. Um, the Bruins have now won their first nine home games in a row, which is ridiculous, but they are under a bit of fire from everybody because they signed this prospect named Mitchell Miller. Don't know if you heard Yeah, of him.
4: I actually have no idea what's going on with that, but I uh...
0: So on November 4th, Miller signs a three year entry level contract with the Bruins. Everyone immediately points out, um, Mitchell Miller's under investigation for being a massive racist during his junior and school career and all this stuff started coming out about how this dude legit was straight up bullying his black classmates to extremes we haven't seen since like clan members. So the Bruins released him and then of course the other side of the internet says, "Well, uh, you're just you cancel culture." It's not cancel culture if he's a racist. That's all I'm going to say.
4: Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with that. So I'm not even Basically say the right? Bruins
0: signed a racist everyone said. What the hell? And the Bruins were like, "Oh, sorry, sorry. We probably should have looked into that." So you know the usual internet drama, um, but uh, good on the Bruins. Yeah. We got no room for that in this. We got no room for that culture in hockey. Let's uh, talk about the
4: Devils' ten game winning streak.
0: They are on yep. a ten game winning streak. Devils look good. They look. I am than...
4: so pissed off because last night, um, <clears throat> before I went on fire up, I was watching the Devils' game, and. <clears throat> Um, I, I had placed a same game parlay where I had, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling a Jack Hughes goal tonight. So I bet on him and have a goal. I bet on Jesper Bratt to have a, um, an assist, which by the way, speaking of Jesper Bratt, shout out to everybody that was on the Twitter space for the Brat Pack, uh, last, what was it? Friday? Yeah, it was on Friday. Yeah, it was on Friday. So that, that was a lot of fun. They had the outing the Saturday after, and Jesper Bratt came onto the ice and took a picture with everybody, which was really cool. Very full circle moment. Um, so shout out everybody that did that. But, so yeah, so I had a Jesper Bratt assist, and then I had uh, Vitek Vanacek having twenty over 25.5 saves. Vanacek had 25 saves.
0: Yeah, the the only 25. team. Right now, the only team right now that's better than the Devils is the Bruins. And it's not by much. The Devils no, are it's not. I don't think anybody expected the Devils to be this good. Um uh-uh. but they are. Looking I at will the standings. Sorry, Lindy. <laughs> looking at the standings right now, I mean in the Atlantic, Boston is still killing it. Toronto's the only other team with more than twenty points. Florida and Tampa Bay are in a pitched battle for that third spot. Detroit, they're hanging in there. Montreal, they're doing better than expected. Good for them the Canadian Uh, Buffalo starting to fall off a bit. And Ottawa is just continuing to underperform. They won the off season and they only have 11 points so far Uh, in the metropolitan. New Jersey is killing it. The Islanders are barely hanging on to second place. Carolina. They're solidly in third Rangers continue to be underperformed. They started off so hot, but this last week they've just been, haven't been there. Um, Good. I don't know what that, what's up with the flyers. Uh, Washington is collapsing. Pittsburgh's collapsing, and Columbus, ugh. Um, the Blue Jackets are not only the worst team in the East, but probably the worst team in the league right now. And with Patrick Lane get, now Johnny. out, with Patrick Lane now out with a sprained ankle, his bad season is getting worse for them. How's in the Columbus, West,
4: Johnny? I bet you wish you were in New Jersey now, bitch.
0: I thought Columbus was going to be the wild card team. <laughs> I was so wrong. Well, it's still long season. We're only on week four. But
4: well, when yeah. you sign someone like Johnny and Gaudreau, you're supposed to be decent.
0: Yeah. I, I I admit. Um I would assume. Right now the worst division in hockey is the Central. Um only one team's got over 20 points, and it's Dallas. Um Winnipeg sits second, one point back, and in Colorado's the only other team that would make the playoffs at this point, and they would barely make them. Uh, Minnesota is average, Chicago's bad, Nashville's bad, Arizona is bad, but not as bad as we thought. That's key. No. Not as bad as we thought. And then like Lu-
4: what fourteen? Game uh, away game. They have like Something. 14 away games in a row.
0: Something like that. Uh, and then St. St. Louis is just, well, um, oh, that, that cup win in 2019 is looking a, a lot more distant. Um, yeah. Finally in the Pacific, Vegas is killing it. Uh, Kings are looking better and better, but Vegas has, has a five point lead on them for that division. Seattle's good. hanging in there. Kraken are hanging in there. They're looking good. I'm so uh, ed- mad at
4: the Kings for beating us in the Stanley Cup <laughs> 10
0: years ago. Edmonton and Calgary, by the way, they are the card teams right now, but they're both kind of meh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're better than any team in the Central. Uh, San Jose, they're bad. Vancouver, they're bad. And Anaheim is the worst team in hockey with a 5-10-1 record through 16 games. Damn! So, yeah. Uh, looking at your stat leaders, I'll go over this quickly. Leader in, uh, in points is Connor McDavid with 32. Leader in goals is Connor McDavid with 15. Look, (laughs) Edmonton may be average, but at the end of the day, the Oilers still have the best player in hockey. Leader in plus-minus is um, uh, Hampus Lindholm for uh, the Bruins with a uh, 18. In goaltending. Whoa, uh, what? Yeah, he's got 18 plus-minus.
4: Holy shit.
0: Goal time d- goals against average is Linus Ulmark of Boston with 1.96. Save percentage, Acheek, it's too. Linus Ulmark with a .936. And in terms of wins, it's Linus Ulmark with 11. So there's your business trophy winner, everybody, Linus Ulmark of Boston.
4: No, it's going to be a, Vitek Vanacek.
0: There's a reason the Bruins are the best team in the league. They are just killing it. Um uh, except in the PR department. I mean, really, you couldn't have done a background check on Matt, on Mitchell Miller before you signed him. You really, you really didn't see all the allegations of the intense racism, like really? Okay, I whatever. Don't
4: know what's going on with that? So I don't.
0: Well, I don't hopefully know. that can get resolved. Let's wrap things up by talking about basketball. And uh, I don't think we have a Goober of the Week, or do we?
4: Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah. If if it's if we don't have a Goober of the Week, it's going to be Ben Simmons by default. Yeah. Speaking of Ben Simmons, uh, Kylie, you gotta <laughs> you put Ben Simmons. Nets are growing frustrated with Ben Simmons' lack of playing time. as our lead thing to talk about?
4: Well, that was just the first thing I saw, but um, yeah, apparently it's it's not just like a minor thing. Like Leecher reports posted about it, and other places have posted about it. So, I mean,
2: My like guy lost his confidence a long time ago, but um,
4: you can't blame us. We were the last ones to give up on him.
2: Yeah, that's true, but I also look at it as, you guys have kind of ruined the last two number one picks that came over there to you guys, because Markel Fultz was a baller before he came to, to 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 the Sixers, then he left the Sixers, and he learned how to play basketball again mysteriously, um, I don't know what happened with Ben Simmons, He he left the Sixers, I thought maybe he'll be able to learn how to play basketball again, but. This guy, he just he lost his confidence a long time ago, and he's never gained it back. And uh, I think he actually had a career ca- career high in points or something last night. Um, season high. Season high in points last night, or whatever. But uh, eleven. You know that that uh that shows you that the guy he 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 just has no confidence anymore.
4: So I do want to say one thing about Ben Simmons that isn't just shit talking. So. It, it's really frustrating because it's like I didn't want to get rid of Ben Simmons. I was, I was defending him until literally the very, very end because we – and, I mean, we, we have said this for years. All he needed to do was shoot the free throws. If you shoot the free throws, you can dominate in the paint, use your strength and dominate in the paint like you'd like to do, right? and then people won't foul you. So just shoot the free throws. You don't even have to shoot the 3. Just shoot the free throws, make those on a very consistent basis, which I didn't think was that difficult, but I guess it is. Um and if you shoot the if you shoot the free throw, you can dominate in the paint. And that's what they were doing in the playoffs. They were exposing it because he didn't want to get fouled. He didn't want to miss and get his his layup in when he was going into the paint, he didn't want to miss the layup, so he would pass it, and that's why he wasn't scoring much, or, like, being anything relevant in the postseason, in the playoffs, because he can't shoot the free throw, and, which, if he can't do that, you ju- all you gotta do is foul him hard, and he misses the shot, go to the free throw line, misses, what, 60% of his free throw shots, at least? It's yeah. an easy, it's an easy uh, exposure that will just knock you out every time. We have been saying this for years. Yeah. Nets gave up 153 points in a regulation basketball game. Yeah, we were just about to talk about that one.
2: Yeah, the the, the Nets suck right now. <laughs>
4: uh,
2: they have too, The Nets are kind of like the commanders of the NBA right now. They have too much mm-hmm. outside stuff affecting their inside things um, yeah yeah the Kyrie situation you have Ben Simmons Steve Nash gets fired uh they, you know during the offseason Katie and Kyrie both asking for trades and then now Katie says he's fine with the team and now you know like it's just the the Nets as a whole they just suck right now they they uh they need to figure out what's going on over there in that organization
4: yeah, definitely. Fully agree. And it doesn't help with Kyrie.
0: I think we should give the I Nets mean, our goober of the week award. They're just goobering it up.
4: Yeah, they're definitely goobering it up to say the least.
0: <laughs> I wanna I like that term. Goobering it.
4: Goobering Yeah. Um a couple more things to note. Jokic did enter his health and safety protocol. <clears throat> um. So that's, I mean,
0: why do you enter that?
4: I have no idea. I don't care. I hope he's okay. But
0: right oh, right, you're still pissed off about last year. Yeah, deservedly that. so. It's... Deservedly so. Don't hurt me.
4: I mean, I'm obviously not gonna wish harm on him. I would never do that. That's ridiculous. But I'm just saying, I don't like him. Um, the <clears throat> James Wiseman. For of the Warriors, he's his twenty twenty second overall pick if you don't pay attention. Uh he was sent down to the G League. So uh I don't know what's going on with that, but
2: Warriors have been playing bad basketball, that's what's going on with that.
4: They really have. Yeah.
2: They uh it's
4: insane.
2: Usually when we see something like that happen, that means they're usually gonna bring a vet in sometime soon. So Yeah. I don't know what vet they would bring in. I mean you got Dwight Howard out there. You got In Taiwan. You got DeMarcus Cousins, he's a free agent, but you know, usually when we see something like that, we we usually see a veteran coming into play.
4: Yeah. You wouldn't think they would need a veteran, but I guess Yeah, I guess everybody needs one. A little an extra one, I guess. Um, the Nuggets beat the Bulls 126 to 103. That's a, I I think that I had the Bulls being better than the Warriors are a minus when he's on the court. Yeah, that's what I heard. I haven't been paying much attention to the, to the Warriors, but I've heard he, he even he just lost his rotation time as a whole. He hasn't been playing much at all. So that's why they sent him down to get, to give him time to play. But I don't know. Um but they the Warriors did embarrass the Spurs one thirty two to ninety-five. So I mean Warriors bench as a whole and not getting it done. Yeah, exactly. Same with the Sixers. The Sixers, their benches our benches ass too.
2: Yeah, Warriors bench stinks right now. Jordan Poole, he upsets me every fucking night.
4: Right? <gasps> did you see Jaws half court shot though? Yeah. I think they I lost that not. game, but
0: they did lose. But that's ridiculous.
4: That jaw half court shot. What was it? It was. It was to end. Was it to end the half? or Was it to end a quarter?
0: I think it was the
2: half.
4: That he was literally on the half court line when he just threw it up.
2: Yeah, John Moran's different. He he's he's, he's
4: so good. I love John, ja, dude. I saw him play in Philly. The that was an incredible game to go to. And jaw just, you know a player is special when you're in Philadelphia and he does an impressive dunk in literally the entire stadium, the entire arena was like, oh.
3: <laughs>
4: I, I'm not exaggerating. Like he, it was a windmill dunk, uh it, it, his signature windmill dunk. And
0: yeah. he I don't know how I he, feel about this. That's a reach, New
4: Age Iverson. That's reaching. I, so I wouldn't call him that. I don't think he's changing the culture as much as Iverson did. Because Iverson reaching. Yeah, I, I, Iverson really just changed the culture of basketball. He had. There's a lot of clothing banned because of him. So.
2: <laughs> John Moran never crossed Michael Jordan and got a bucket on him.
4: That's true. That's true.
2: <laughs> that like John ja Morant is nowhere close to Allen Iverson. That man, Allen Iverson, was different. Yeah, Very- it, it was
4: definitely fun.
2: AI is that he, he his hot, so he can dunk a lot more crazier and stuff like that. But yeah. all around play, I'm taking Allen Iverson over John ja Morant any day of the week.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, John. Ja- Ja also hasn't played enough a, a long a long enough time in the league for for that comparison just yet. So yeah. I I hope the announcers take a break on that one.
0: But uh, you know they won't. They always have to hype things up like that. Yeah, they gotta hype
4: things up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they 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 like to hype things up and just be stupid. That's why I try not to listen to the national media because they're just stupid. Um, but I mean, literally, Allen Iverson. For people who are watching that, you know, don't know much about it, or like are too young to to know about this, like Iverson really changed the league. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan's responsible for the baggy pants, the baggy shorts that you that we see today, mm-hmm. because he wore his his he wore his bull shorts over his uh, North Carolina shorts every game. But I... I've.
0: Go ahead, go ahead.
4: But Iverson literally has clothing banned. Like, specific types of clothing banned in the league because of him. Tattoos, because of Iverson. That's a popular thing because of Iverson. The shooting sleeve, Iverson. He popularized all that.
2: That guy was getting his hair braided during the game.
4: During the game? Yeah. <laughs> like.
2: You can't come close to that level of swagger. Man, no. it's That's incredible swag right there. <laughs> and to step
4: over Ty Lu, bro.
0: Well, to be fair, a lot of people have done that uh, figuratively and metaphorically, but I think he's the only person who yeah, did that not in real physically. Life. Yeah, he's the only
2: one to right. do not that physically. John Morant has a way better team than Iverson did when he took that 2001 team to the NBA Finals.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the second best player on that Sixers team was Dikembe Mutombo.
0: Yeah. And he was hurt half the year.
4: He was hurt half the year, and it was uh, an older Dikembe Mutombo, too. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I love the Campaign Matumbo and saying the Campaign Matumbo.
0: Who else was on that team? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I do not remember. <laughs> Here's who else was on that team. Y'all ready for this?
4: Oh, oh,
0: oh. oh. Yeah. All right. Let's, all right. Y'all ready? So <clears> instead
4: <throat> of reading sound effects, just list the players.
0: <laughs> all right. The players on the team Raja Bell. Nope. Rodney Buford. Nope. Speedy Claxton. Nope. Matt Geiger. Wow. Tyrone Hill. Jesus. Hey, Alan Iverson, not bad. <laughs> Jumaine Jones. Nope. George Lynch. Todd McCullough. Aaron McKee. Roshan McLeod. Dikembe Matumbo. Kevin Ollie. Pepe Sanchez. And Eric Snow. Who are you people? When and- you have a
4: dude named Pepe on your team, you're not supposed to do well.
2: That right there is why John Morant cannot be compared to Allen Iverson.
0: Yeah, John Morant has actual like players. In, in like, John's defense, my player though, created versions.
2: I just watched like, Desmond about forty points the other night.
0: In
4: Jaws' defense, though, with the new with this with this league right now, one player is not going to get it done.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, you like, you could do that back during the days so of Iverson and Jordan, but you can't yeah, do that anymore.
4: We couldn't do it, with Jordan. Jordan was that that Bulls. That 90s to 98, that 90s Bulls team was just unreal. Um, literally, like, one of the best teams I of know. a decade.
2: I get that, and I like that take, but then you look at it like, Luca took the Mavs to the, East, to the Western Conference Finals. To single. the
4: Conference Finals, right, but did they win the actual <laughs> Finals?
2: No, 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 that's very true. But, you know, he single-handedly took those guys to the Western Conference Finals. So I believe, you know, if he had maybe 10 more minutes in that game, he goes to the NBA Finals single-handedly.
4: Yeah, I mean, you do have that happen sometimes. But, like, it's – while I do think it is, it is the end of the big three era because team players aren't staying as healthy and – uh, Kevin Olley's the head coach who won UConn Men's Last National Championship. Oh, ah, Didn't okay. know that. Well, there you go. Um. Well, I do strongly believe it's the end of the Big Three era. I, you, you gotta have more than one player to win it all. And they the healthy. You gotta stay healthy. With the Sixers issue is Embiid and Harden, not healthy. Yep. Claxton caught on with the Spurs for a spell, and Rama Bell was decent with the Suns.
2: Oh no, Bell was definitely a shooter with the Suns. He definitely had a he definitely had a crazy shot when he was with the Suns. Yeah, Leonardo yeah. Barbosa too. He had a shot.
4: Anybody with the name Leonardo? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, so. Shall we do some stat leaders and then end the, uh, end the episode? Yes. All right, let's do it. So for the standings, we have at one, we have the Celtics, two, the Bucks, this is the East, obviously, three, the Hawks, four, the Cavaliers, five, Wizards, six, Raptors, seven, Knicks, eight, Sixers, nine, Heat, ten, Pacers. So that's the... Top 10. uh, Yeah, Yeah, so for the playoff picture now, it would be the Knicks playing the Sixers. The winner of that game plays the Bucks. Then the Heat play the Pacers. The winner of that game plays the loser of the Knicks and the Sixers. And then they would play the Celtics. And then 11, you have the Bulls, 12 Nets, 13 Magic. 14 Hornets, and then 15 Pistons with a 3-12 and record. Holy shit. And then for the West, you have a surprising uh, team at number one, the Trailblazers. They've been decent. They've been great all season. So that's honestly really happy to see for Dame. Uh, at two, you have the Nuggets. Three, you have the Jazz. Four, the Suns. Five, Mavericks. Six, Grizzlies. Seven, Pelicans. Eight, Kings, 9 Clippers, and 10 Timberwolves. So for the play- for the playoffs, you would have the Pelicans play the Kings. The winner of that game plays the Nuggets. Then you have the Clippers and the Timberwolves. The winner of that game plays the loser of the Pelicans and the Kings. And then the winner of that matchup plays the Trailblazers. And then the Jazz play the Grizzlies and the Suns play the Mavericks. So that was, that's the end of, if the postseason ended at 15 games, 13 games. Uh, then you have 11, the Warriors, 12, Thunder, 13, Spurs, 14, Lakers, and 15, Rockets with a two and 12 record.
2: Who would have thought you would hear that name at 11 and that name at 14? Warriors. Um, and then the Lakers at 14. Okay, maybe the Lakers we expected, but the Warriors yeah. at 11 is absolutely crazy.
4: I didn't expect them to be as good as they were last year, but I definitely did not expect to see this bad of a start to their season this year. Um, It's, it's pretty surprising, honestly. Yeah. Um. And then for stats for on the offensive side for points, it is still Luka Doncic, of course, with 34.4. Embiid is relatively close behind him with 32.3. Wow. So, I, I mean, Embiid is just Embiid's stupid. Um, that 60, that 59-point game helped a lot though. With assists, it's Tyrese Halliburton of the Pacers. Shout out, Eric. <laughs> um, With 10.3 assists, Chris Paul right behind him at 9.4. So there's not. Halliburton has a good lead right now. For three-pointers, it's none other than Steph Curry. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is behind him with 4.2. For defense, you have with rebounds, you have Rudy Gobert at 12.9. One full rebound behind is Clint Capella at 11.9. With Blocks, it's Brooke Lopez with 2.5. Uh, right behind him with is uh, Ivica Zubac with 2.1. Zubac, Zubac? I think it's Zubac. And for steals, it is unfortunately OG and Unobi with 2.7. I will never give the Raptors anything nice to say. Uh, right behind him, though, is Luka at 2.1. So... That's, that's your stat leaders.
0: <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here today on the Beer Batter Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you to everybody who tuned in to watch. Thank you to everybody who's listening when this gets released on all of our platforms later. If you want to follow us, you can follow us along on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at BB Sports underscore pod. Interact with us live on Facebook or YouTube. They you can head over to the link in our Twitter bio, in our Twitter bio, for our merch remember this stuff it's good quality i've been wearing the sweatshirt all day I feel great. Is really it's really nice they're really comfortable uh thank you guys so much we will see you next time same time same bat location trying to do a batman and robin joke but it didn't work whatever peace,
3: <laughs> <laughs> peace. bye guys see ya